Welcome to the Canacoin Podcast with Q Nicole. I am so excited to have you here while we destigmatize and break down the wellness and wealth benefits of the cannabis industry. Whether you are a CBDpreneur, you are canna-curious, or you are just an advocate of this space, we want to just create conversations that give you an opportunity to understand all of the medicinal and therapeutic benefits and really destigmatize the cannabis space. And so my name is Q Nicole Vanderhorst. I'm the CEO and founder of WH Farms Co. We actually grow industrial cannabis on our legacy farmland, African-American and Tuscarora and legacy farmland in Eastern North Carolina. And we create and manufacture body care and wellness products to help businesses launch or expand their CBD product line. And today we're going to have a phenomenal conversation about the church and cannabis. All right. So before we jump into our conversation and I introduce my guest, I want to just talk about a hot topic because we always start our episodes with hot topics. And I recently watched a podcast where Pastor Jamal Bryant was present and he made a comment about how he felt that if the church would embrace cannabis cultivation, then he believed that it would bring and usher in a new generation of men who would be interested in not only committing to the service and committing to the growth and the industry, but committing more to the ministry if the ministry were to expand. And I just thought that was so just next level thinking, because I agree. I think that if the church were to look at the therapeutic benefits of cannabis, because the church is supposed to be a hospital for the, the, the souls who are sick, right? Well, there are so many of us who have physical ailments and pains, especially those who are aging in our in amongst us and we want to make sure that they understand the herbal and plant medicinal benefits that are available to them and where better than the church to start that conversation where else other than the church to cultivate a plant that God gave us especially in an industry that's projected to be a multi-billion dollar industry creating jobs creating opportunities workforce and uh, development trainings for individuals so that they can become pioneers in this space and true technicians in this industry. So to Pastor Jamal Bryant, we got a seat for you because we on the same page. I like, I really appreciate what you said. And if you, you know, you need somebody to talk to your farmers, we got you. Let's, let's have that conversation. But today I have Dr. Sandy Rogers, minister Sandy, Reverend. Oh, see, gotta be reverent. Reverend Sandy, Reverend Sandy Rogers. Thank you so much for joining me today. And you are both a holistic, uh, you're into holistic medicine. Tell us about, tell us a little bit about yourself, introduce yourself and, and let us know about your journey. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. This is really a pleasure and an honor. And, uh, so I've been on this, community development, personal empowerment uh, mission for a long time. I actually started when I was 10 back in Watts, California, and I've been learning and been doing ever since. So I'm learning. I'm a master gardener. um, I'm a film producer. I am a reverend, as uh, she announced. And uh, I've been in the cannabis and in natural care uh, for a long time. So my mom, back in the 70s, the early 70s, would always talk to us and, and carry around this book on herbs, mm-hmm. right? And she was like, there is something wrong with what they're putting in the pills that they're making us take now. Mm-hmm. 
And if God have all of these plants, <laughs> why aren't we learning them? Yeah. And why aren't we making up us con some concoctions versus taking what the chemicals are? Yeah. And so that's where I got my introduction. And I've just been going at it ever since. I love yeah. that. You know, I find my husband and I recently picked up a book and we uh, committed to a raw detox, a raw food and fruit and vegetable detox. And it talked about how when you use what God gave you from the earth to replenish your body, then you are able to also uh, really replenish it from a cellular level. Yes. Like you're really able to just kind of not only detox, but re uh, reconnect with the, with your healing from a more natural space. And so I love that your mother was the person to introduce you to, instead of going in the modernized microwave way of pain relief and, and, and management of any sort of matter to get back to the herbal aspect and what, what we've been given in order to do that. So tell me, how did you discover the medical benefits of cannabis? Actually, through my mother. Okay. <laughs> yes, mom. Yeah. So, um, so she was diagnosed with a several health issues, okay. and the the pills just kept coming, kept coming, kept coming, and she was getting sicker and sicker and sicker, and she had all of these side effects that they warn about, right? And uh, I know I had gone to the doctor with her a couple of times and would talk to him about, you know, she would be cooking and then all of a sudden she would just pass out, you know, or she was washing dishes and she would just go to sleep, you know, just slump over, pass out, faint. I'm not sure what the correct terminology would be for that, but she would lose her consciousness. Mm. And so I would take her to the doctor and I would be, so why is she on this? And does she have to stay on this? Mm -hmm. And they would be like, well, yeah. I'm like, but it's causing all of this. Oh, we know. Mm. You know, so they know what they're doing, but they prescribe them anyway. anyway. Yeah. And it started causing so many issues in my mother's body because she wasn't accustomed to pills and chemicals, right? And uh, just, just awful. It was just awful. And my youngest brother had done some research mm -hmm. and uh, he said, well, I think this CBD would be really helpful. I was at a loss because mm -hmm. I didn't know, right? And that was the only thing that gave her any type of comfort, any type of relief. Mm -hmm. So the same lady that taught us about herbs and the benefit because they're from God, mm -hmm. They're not in a laboratory being manufactured right. and they don't cause these additional side, side effects. effects or harming something else in your body, right? right? And um, she became so much better, you know? Wow. Yeah. You yeah. know, we had a conference, we have a conference each year called the Elevator Educator Conference and the company always invites uh, canna nurses, nurses who specialize in the endocannabinoid system and specialize in cannabinoid wellness. And many of them say that they would prefer to prescribe cannabis right. versus any sort of medication because of the lack of side effects. Mm -hmm. And they said that cannabis prescribed provides the patient with a better overall experience right. as opposed to you know, a lot of chemicals. And I know firsthand watching um, members of my family who've aged, I've actually had surgeries where I've used cannabis opposed to prescriptions that have been provided um, that I have felt a more... 
it's almost like you're rejuvenating as you're healing, as opposed to just sedating mm -hmm. and managing pain and managing ailments. And so I love that you were able to be open-minded when your brother brought it to you and decided to administer that to your mom. Did you, were you able to see um, her have a better, were you able to provide better care for her? Did you notice that she had a better experience than opposed to the, the prescription medication? Oh, definitely. Wow. Definitely. She was able to sleep. Wow. And there would be times where her reactions to some of that medicine, because we still don't know, um, the doctors still haven't done the necessary research to say, well, you can't take this pill with that pill because it'll do this in your body. Right. Or don't take this one with that one. You know, the same thing. But yet and still, they're prescribing them like that, That's especially right. to the elders. Yeah. I don't know if it's because they don't care or if they get more money as right. a reason. I don't know, and I'm not going to go there. We I drop our conspiracy theories from time to time. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. It's a safe space. <laughs> so um, because she would become violent, yeah. and she would want to attack people, you know, like just all up in your face kind of thing, but that would calm her down and mm. give her some rest. And yeah, I remember before my father transitioned, I was with him for the last five months of his life, and I noticed how the medication contributed more to depression. Mm -hmm. um, it was almost as if they were providing him with medication just to keep him alive, but it didn't provide any sort of functionality, any sort of activity. And I just wish that in 2014, 15, when we were going through this, that I had the wherewithal to present him with a cannabis option. Okay. Because mm -hmm. at that time, I still hadn't decided that that would be my own wellness path. And I think that looking back and seeing how much he suffered, yes. you know, just laying there with all of this medication is just very, he was high, you mm -hmm. know, he was always high from the multiple medications, as you mentioning, and them having their own reactions, it was just a very painful experience to observe. So really kudos to you and your family for looking at alternatives for your mom. Yeah. So as a reverend, yes, how do you interpret <laughs> biblical teachings as it relates to the use of substances like cannabis? And what would you like, how does it, you know, how has your perspective been shaped based on your own personal experience? Well, I take it back to scripture. In the first book in Genesis, yes. 1 and 29, it says that God created plants from seeds mm. and trees that produce seed for our meat. Mm. And that's sufficient for me. Mm. Can I say that's sufficient <laughs> for me too? You know, I think that one of the things that I love about my walk in Christ, because I absolutely love God. I am God's vessel. I believe in being available for whatever God has me to do. And what I love about this conversation and the controversy around it is that it forces us to look at scripture for what it actually says, yeah. not, you know, attach a religious perspective to our uh, judgment of use or the plant, but to really strip down to what did God say, mm -hmm. right? And one of the scriptures that I love or one of the mentions that I love in the Bible is, again, I mentioned obeying the law of the land, right? knowing that if there is an effort to legalize, if it is medicinally legal, hemp being a form of cannabis that is federally legal and that offers CBD, the availability of it, it shouldn't restrict a person who is a faith um, from, you know, thinking that they may have be in a compromising position with God in their relationship with God because they've consumed something that God created. I think that with all things, it's about the way that we consume. And, you know, gluttony is the sin, right? But not necessarily 
what we actually consume. So we can consume too much sugar and that could be more of a sin than a it CBD is. tincture in our coffee. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's the way I look at it. I'm, I'm glad that you said that. So tell me a little bit about like in the light, in light of the changing legal and social landscape around cannabis, how do you approach the question of, you know, how can a responsible adult uh, use and align with their Christian values? Like, what would you say to a person that was coming to you and saying, like, I don't know if I can pray. I really like this plant. I really like using it. It helps me with my stress. It helps me with my pain. But I don't want to, you know, upset God. What would be your response as a reverend? For me, the going against the Christian faith going against God happens when we rely upon something that's man-made mm -hmm. to cure our bodies. Mm -hmm. And we know that it causes more, it damages, for instance, with my sister, God bless her, was diagnosed in her 20s with um, asthma. Mm -hmm. And at that time, they put her on a steroid called prednisone. Mm. She became addicted to prednisone. She was like a junkie on the street. Mm. She could never come off of it. And because it started destroying her organs inside of her body, they were just giving her more and more pills, more and more pills. And she was taking like three big gallons bags of pills, wow. causing all kind of issues in her body. Yeah. You know, she was cut from, from, from top to turn, stern. And I would ask, is your faith in what God grows and what God produces? Or is it in what man creates? That's good. And when you look at it from that perspective, and especially the leaders in the faith-based institutions, That's good. they've got to look at that yeah. because their congregation is getting worse and worse yeah. and worse and worse yeah. on peels and peels and peels when we have something. Yeah. That That's God has natural. already given us. Exactly. Yeah. I, to a similar story, I have a family member who went in for a hip replacement and became addicted to the painkillers. And yes. the addiction was such that, I mean, there was an in, there was a calculated effort to go from one pharmacy to the next to get as many pills as you can get. I mean, it became an addiction that interrupts family, mm -hmm. right? Uh, in, uh, addictions can truly interrupt lifestyle. And I'll never forget... I offered obviously CBD and some of our products and the opposition, unfortunately, was that they felt that it would be anti, you know, what God wanted for them. And it's, and it's so amazing how much we've allowed media mm -hmm. to make us believe in something without taking God's word for its face value. Right. And so we will allow media to create a campaign that makes it a gateway drug mm -hmm. or it refers to it as a drug even yes. when it's medicine, yeah. it's an herb, it's right. available. And let me also mention that hemp is a form of cannabis that's been around even before the legalization. We've had hemp hearts, hemp seeds, and all, and it has a lot of like uh, cholesterol benefits. It has a lot of heart health benefits. And so when we look at the vast amount of therapeutic and medical benefits, it's hard to understand how we as a culture, because I think that this is more predominant in the black culture, 
than it may be in other cultures, how we are so affixed to a religious position instead of, you know, looking at the benefits of having a more holistic lifestyle. Right. And I I encourage people to do research too, you know, and not necessarily research that's written and developed in the United States, but go outside of the United States, Canada, uh, Europe, go someplace else where it's not as tainted, yeah. you know, with yeah. with a side saying it's, it's bad, it's bad, you know, yeah. and don't do it. Because um, those countries have looked and they know that it's beneficial to people and yes. they don't have the same type of mindset that we have. Yes. And um, it's important yeah. that research, yeah. you know, do it for yourself yeah. and versus listening to somebody else telling you it's bad and it's this and it's that, yeah. you know, because we have no idea what's in the cannabis plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't understand cannabinoid. Mm-hmm. We don't understand the terminologies mm-hmm. that are used. And so we go by what people tell us and we repeat it and it's not all true, mm-hmm. you know. And if, just think, if there was not a benefit, right? why is the U.S. government That's it. issuing patents on certain components of the plant? And they have been since World War II. Yeah. You know, I think the U.S. government was actually the first to administer a patent on CBD, and they provided it to their soldiers after war and in war. So they have known about the benefits, and they've used it for their benefit exactly. for a number of years yes. before open, opening it up to public use. So that is such a great point. Mm-hmm. I think, too, um, as it relates to our community, because there's been such heavy criminalization of the plant mm-hmm. amongst the youth in our media, in our music, there's been this heavy conversation about one aspect of the plant. Right. And to your point about studying, the Bible says, study to show thyself approved, right? So it's a very important concept to not just take at face value what you see in the media, but to understand all aspects. There are over 150 cannabinoids in the cannabis plant. Mm-hmm. Some of the cannabinoids help with eyesight. Some help with um, gout. Some help with, you know, like heart health, uh, COPD. We've had so many instances, high blood pressure, d- diabetes, that people have been able to overcome. And these issues that I'm naming are common chronic wellness challenges that our community is dying from. Right. Right. right, right. Like, and so I think that that's a, a great piece as well. Do you ever foresee the church leading in an effort to kind of bring its members more around this plant for the purposes of preserving preserving the uh the life the livelihood of the plants and the livelihood of the community because again the aging population is a population that I feel is targeted with over medication there's like this emphasis of overly medicating our elderly community mm-hmm. and our aging community do you see the church being in position or do you see the church even being a good viable option to help our elderly understand how to trust more plant-based options well I would hope so uh, it was going to take um, the <laughs> the uh, revolutionary ministers, yeah. pastors, and preachers yeah. that's not afraid of what the public is going to say, yeah. depending on their comment. Like, I don't care. You know, I'm going to bring it to you because you need to know the truth. Yeah. We've been lied to enough. We have been made to um, 
drink the Kool-Aid, yeah. you know, and that's what all of those prescription medications. So it's, it's like uh, Reverend Jamal Bryant, you know, let's bring it around however it needs to be said. Absolutely. We've got to get around this being stuck and killing ourselves, yeah. you know. I feel like, especially the elders again, are being used like a laboratory rat, yes. you know, with all the pills that's going in. I'm 73. Mm -hmm. A beautiful my, 73. <laughs> thank you. You're very welcome. And my doctors are just always so amazed that I'm not taking that one medication. That's beautiful. And they want to put me on something. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't need it. Right. You know? And this has been going on since I was about 40, 45, because that number keeps getting younger and younger. It used to be 50. Wow. You had to be on a pill or something was wrong with how they were measuring, you know, your vital points and things. Wow. So it's, it's, it's really a crazy system. Yeah, no, it's a system that's meant to benefit pockets yes. and not health yeah. and wellness. So I can appreciate that. Tell us a little bit about your wellness journey. Aside from, you know, the plant, what other herbs or what other practices do you follow? And how does this align with your even wellness practice at the age of 73, being as gorgeous as you are? What do you follow as a regimen? We want to know. I know, right, right. <laughs> so I am also a urine drinker. Really? Yes, yes. And I apply urine to my whole body. Interesting. And yeah, it's um, because that's another one of those substances that yeah. we're told is filthy yeah. and nasty and, you know, all of that. But it's coming out of our body. Right. It has all of our... Um, characteristics yeah it's nothing filthy it's nothing dirty about it yeah it has our t-cells yeah. in it you know just uh, our stem cells everything and so when we put it back in it gives us more life wow yeah see you gotta sit next to the sages because they can teach you some things i will tell you that back in the day my mother when my um nephew was born she used to, I had acne and I was in high school and he was a baby. And I remember she used to make me wash my face and then she would take his pamper and then she would yes. across my face right. and, then, and then I would have to kind of, so I'm very familiar with that application mm -hmm. of it for sure. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was just some little country ritual that she, <laughs> she was like, what are you doing? No, but, but they made so, ashamed of it though. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Don't do that. Yeah. Oh, that's nasty. Very interesting. Very interesting. So I want to talk about trauma okay. in the Black community because I feel like so many of our aging community members, you know, we are, as a, as a millennial, we are very cognizant and aware of therapy. And we talk through a lot of our challenges and we kind of are big on expressing and getting to the root of. But that's something that I feel has become more popular in more recent years mm -hmm. in the black community. But prior to that, you know, when we talk about our boomers and many other members of the community, there has been a lot of repressed trauma, <laughs> right? Yes. And that's one of the reasons why I also think that cannabis use is so important for our elderly and our aging community. They actually say that the boomers are the biggest consumers of cannabis right now. Let truth be I'm told sure. that they are really uh, one of the biggest groups that actually consume. But let's talk about how, you know, mental challenges create dis-ease right. and the dis-ease can create some of this and how cannabis can kind of even help 
prevent that cycle by giving that outlet? Do you have any opinion on great, that? That's a great question, right? So the my parents' generation was just one generation from the plantation, yeah. right? Yeah. Where everything was slapped on you, yeah. beat on you, yeah. put you through, right? And there was a silent code about them yeah. where they didn't share any of the, the harm and, and the uh, pain that they were subjected to. Yeah. And they carried that over. And that same code of silence is uh, evident in the military, mm -hmm. right? So they come from the military, come from a law-abiding, don't hurt anybody, don't cause any harm. If you do, you're going to jail to a place of, of having to kill mm. other humans that they don't even know, right. you know? And so those traumas, we learn to stuff them somewhere, mm. you know? Most women put it in their womb. Mm -hmm. Men, it goes different places. And then we're told, don't put your business in the street. Right. That's the only place that's safe for us to tell yeah. most times, yeah. right? So I address that a lot because we need to learn how to talk. Yes. We need to bring this crap up. That's it. Put it out there yeah. and let everybody know, like, my life wasn't all of that, you right. know, peachy looking clean. Yeah. You know, it's been some rough times right. and this is how I got over it. Yeah. So I do a lot of writing on those type of subjects and uh, counsel people, have uh, open conversations with, with individuals because we need a safe place to have those conversations yes. where we can just let those secrets just Absolutely. kind of vanish, right? I believe that secret keeping, hmm. it can lead you to a fast death. Oh, yeah. Because when you have to forsake self over and over, the only reason why you keep a secret is because you're ashamed to tell it. Mm -hmm. So that means that within your own mind, you figured out that it's wrong. Right. So harboring it is as damaging as whatever it is, For right? Sure. For sure. And one of the things that I, I've read a book, um, Post Traumatic Slavery Syndrome. Yes, I love it. And it talks about epigenetics mm -hmm. and how many of us are, you know, just multiple generations, three or four generations removed from slavery. And so because of that, we are in a position where we are still carrying forth what our ancestors felt, the trauma, the fear, the shame, the guilt, the what they were subjected to, we're still dealing with that. And so that's the reason why I really want to destigmatize this conversation about cannabis in our community, especially amongst our elderly, because you all deserve to live a beautiful, bright, free life. Yes. That's God's intent. Indeed. You know, God's intent is for us to live a life of freedom. The Bible says, I come so that you may be made free, mm -hmm. period. And so this bondage right. that the trauma and the experiences can hold us in is counterproductive to the life that God called us to live. Right. And I think that the conversation around different applications of cannabis, not just the flower, but maybe tincture mm -hmm. or bath bombs or pain bombs or things like that, it gives you a more wide opportunity to consume, to experience, and to develop some relief. Yeah. It and when we have educational summits, workshops, where we can explain the different components yeah. of the cannabinoid plant, 
then we have the opportunity to for people to understand that it's the THC mm -hmm. that can get you high. Right. Right. But not the plant itself is right. so medicinal. Exactly. Right. And we have not taken advantage of that. And, and that would be a great subject to have in the churches. Yeah. On Sundays. Yeah. On Fridays. Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, it on any day of the week, yeah. right? So that we have truthful conversations about what's really going on within our communities. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you think that there's a distinction between recreational and medicinal use for cannabis users? Or do you think that it's just basic based on intent? Intent of use. Well, I think it's based on intent. Okay. But there, there are, um, well, you know, you know, <laughs> you have the recreational and you also have where it's more beneficial for your body. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Well, again, uh, Reverend San Sandy, we are very grateful for this conversation. I would yeah. love for you to share with everyone how they can find you, um, where they can find you. If you could share that information. Sure. Sure. So on Instagram, I, I'm at Rev Sandy Rogers, and that's R-O-D-G-E-R-S. I'm on uh, Facebook under Sandy Rogers and uh, Linktree and Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on most uh, social medias, uh, LinkedIn and all of that. And so you have a book? I have several books. Several books. So several please, books. please share. Thank you. So my most recent book is called The A's Habit, mm. Abandonment, Abortion, Addiction. Mm. So in that, it's, it's an extension of what you were saying, you know, like how we have a tendency to, sh to not tell what's really our experiences have been. And so taking it just all apart and telling the full story it took, though, a questioning heart and a questioning mind as to how could a mother insist that their child, their daughter, abort a child. And then it, it, it took me back to history, mm -hmm. right? Because as we were ripped apart from our royalty, mm -hmm. our royal standing, absolutely, the women had to feel abandoned. Yeah. And then they were raped in the dungeons, you know, the slaveholder uh, dungeons. Mm -hmm. And so all of that had to build up. And then we just lose mm -hmm. our souls. Mm -hmm. We lose our souls and we don't feel we're important. Yeah. So um, I tell a story. I tell several stories. And I tell you, that right there has been so freeing for so oh, many that's beautiful. people. That's beautiful. Yeah. Liberation is such a gift. Mm -hmm. And I am congratulating you for offering it through your books, through yes. your writings, through your preachings, through your message, through your way of counseling and working with people, helping them to release the bondage that was never intended for them. Exactly. And I am congratulating you for being a pioneer in the Christian space um, for advocating for a more holistic approach to our wellness and pain management so that we can guide our community into something that's more sustainable. We can begin to bring together generations where you have grandparents and grandchildren 
that are able to come together around this plant as opposed to having stigmas and judgments toward one another. And so I'm excited that you were willing to join me yeah. today. So we have yeah. a gift for you. Okay. So we are going to provide uh, provide you with a quick gift that we are excited to share some goodies from WH Farms Co. This is our um, a goodie bag inclusive of our pain balm and some massage oil and okay. some other items that you will enjoy. And if you ever need me to pull up at the church, just let me know. Yes, ma'am. You know, I'm happy to talk to the people about the plant. Everything is okay. We're going to make it safe for them. Now, I've done some work in the cannabis uh, field industry uh, of late, so... Um, I've actually been on a hemp farm yes. here in Georgia awesome. and planted acres. Yes, yes. <laughs> of the Isn't it a beautiful experience? It really is. It's it a really grounding. Is. I always, when I go to the farm, I never wear shoes because I'm like, I'm grounding while I'm here. Our farm was cleared by hand by freed slaves and the Tuscaroran people that are native to the area. And so we feel their presence as we mm -hmm. put this plant in the ground for medicinal purposes. Yeah. So we're really excited mm -hmm. about that. And thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you. Because more information, more knowledge, more common sense approach yeah. to the plant must be uh, made. You know, as a master gardener, it's very important for me to be able to have truthful conversations yes. about what this plant is. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So this wraps our episode talking about the church and cannabis. Thank you guys for joining. Again, this is the Q Nicole, uh, Q Nicole with the can of coin. I'm going to do that over again. All right. So where's my note card that has my thank you at the end? Here it is. All right, ready? Thank you so much again for joining our Can of Coin podcast with Q Nicole. If you saw something in this video that you enjoyed, make sure that you like, comment, share. Bring this to your church community. Open up the conversation. Dialogue is healthy. Regardless of the subject matter, it is better to communicate than to hold it in. And we advance, we progress, we innovate through communication. So let's definitely create some dialogue around it. If you have aging members of your family, let them see this so that they can feel liberated to go and speak to their medical professionals about plant-based alternatives so that they are able to find relief and to find true freedom in their lifestyle. And so, of course, you can follow me at Q Nicole McNair on IG. You can follow our company, WH Farms Co. on Instagram, LinkedIn, and all of the social spaces. And we, until the next episode, we'll see you next time. <laughs>